Hello everyone, welcome to my presentation. My name is Brandon Nickelman. I received my bachelor's degree in biological sciences from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. I've worked in the FARC commercial testing lab for just over five years, and I've been working on my MS in food science part-time for three years. Today I will, be pre I will present my literature review focusing on allergenic food protein removal and proposal for test equipment cleaning process validation. Excuse me. My presentation today consists of three main topics, the FARP testing lab and food allergen properties, food industry cleaning procedures, and my proposal for a validation process for testing equipment in the FARP lab. FARP was founded in 1995 as a cooperative combining the resources of food industry and the UNL Food Science Department. There were seven charter members of food industry, which has grown to one, over 105 current members and all their affiliate companies. The FARP lab's goal is to detect food allergens, if present, in samples. These samples could be swabs, ingredients, rinse waters, finished product, or many other categories. The first main characteristic of food allergens is that they are nearly always proteins. Of the many food proteins humans eat, however, very few are allergenic. Food allergy, allergens do tend to be a more common component of the food, such as a structural protein. When allergic individuals are exposed to an allergen, the immune system overreacts and causes symptoms such as hives, gastrointestinal symptoms, nausea, or even anaphylactic shock or death. On first exposure, the allergens bind and cross-link IgE antibodies. The individual is now considered sensitized to the allergen. On a second exposure to the allergen, immune cells release mediators that trigger allergic symptoms. Common food allergens are also able to survive to survive food processing conditions that to affect individuals. Heat, pressure, and high and low pH range ranges have little effect on their potency. Furthermore, once ingested, the harsh conditions of the digestive system do little to stop the allergens from triggering the immune system. Foods are considered to be made up of four main types of molecules, fats, carbohydrates, proteins, and trace minerals. Removal of allergens from food processing equipment depends on the food type and the interactions of the ingredients which constitute the food. This makes cleaning some soils more difficult than others, although there are a few general rules that can be followed. Fat and oil-based soils can be rinsed away with hot water with a temperature above the melting point of the fat or oil. More complex fat-based residues can be removed with an alkaline detergent possessing good emulsifying compounds. Simple sugars are soluble in warm water and relatively easy to remove. For more complex carbohydrates, such as starches, mild alkaline or acidic cleaners are required. Starches associated with protein or fats will require highly alkaline detergents. Mineral deposits or films can be difficult to remove. Organic acids are effective and detergents containing sequestering agents such as phosphate or chelating agents facilitate the removal of proteins. Proteins are the most difficult to remove. Heat denatured protein can be particularly difficult and pre-rinsing with cold water is recommended before removing protein-based soil by hot wash solutions. Removal of protein films requires alkaline detergents. In many cases, these cleaners also contain oxidizing agents such as sodium hypochlorite, which help to solubilize the soil. 
Surfactants help to remove the insoluble soils by surface wetting and then dispersal by the cleaning solution. In situations where acidic detergent cleaners are needed to remove mineral deposits, the equipment must first be cleaned with an alkali detergent because acidic cleaners can cause protein soils to adhere to surfaces and become difficult to remove. In food industry, wet cleaning is often used on equipment processing foods with high water activity. There are four types of wet cleaning. Clean in place, where equipment requires minimal or no disassembly and the cleaning solution can be recirculated. Clean out of place, where equipment can be partially disassembled and cleaned in automated tanks. Foam or gel cleaning, where the chemical is sprayed onto the equipment as a foam or gel that increases the contact time with the soil. And manual or hand cleaning, where equipment is fully disassembled and cleaned by hand. The cleaning method depends on the characteristics of the food that are processed on the line and the type of equipment being used. The more automated the process is, the more control operators have. This diagram shows a simple CIP system with a caustic and an acid step, which is recycled due to low amounts of soil in the system. Each caustic or acid step is followed by a rinse step, which is drained out of the facility. Dry cleaning in low water activity processing facilities is difficult. Cleaning without the use of water is limited to vacuuming, sweeping, scraping, wiping with claws or brushes, or using compressed air. The use of compressed air creates its own challenges and can cause the formation of aerosols and airborne dusts, which can contain allergens. Care should be taken to reduce cross-contamination risks when using compressed air to clean product lines. Additionally, the use of dry ice to clean lines is appropriate in some situations. The dry ice is powderized and shot out of a nozzle at high speed, blasting away food soils and leaving the equipment dry. Finally, non-allergenic food or food ingredients can be used to clean equipment by purging. Ingredients like salt, starch, or sugar can be pushed through food processing equipment in an attempt to purge any food soils in the equipment. If a food production facility does not have a good printing, cleaning protocol, what could happen? If lines are not adequately clean, cleaned, protein films containing allergens can form. If, new, if a new product line is started on that equipment, the films could be agitated and released into the production run. The new product now contains undeclared food allergens not listed on the food label. This is an FDA violation and could cause injury to allergic consumers who believe that the product is safe for them to eat. At the Farc Lab, one of the services we provide food industry is testing their samples for unwanted allergen residue. The lab uses commercially available food processing equipment that is simple, widely available, and can be fully disassembled for cleaning. Uh, there are four parts to a food processing vessel, the jar, the blade, the gasket, and the cap. Fully assembled gives you the processing container. These are examples of typical blades that are dirty after grinding samples in the FARC lab. On the left is a yeast sample, the middle is a chocolate chips, and the right is a white powder, possibly sugar, salt, or maltodextrin. As you can see, the combination of properties of the sample, as well as the mechanical action and heat produced by the blender, results in some intense food residues. In addition to surface residues, we have also observed that some food samples can go up and into the area where the spinning blade is nested on the base of the blade. 
This is an area which cannot be easily cleaned with brushes or sponges or by rinsing. To help solve this problem, the lab has implemented a dental water flossing tool to spray pressurized hot water into this opening to dislodge any material. However, the tool is prone to cracking where it connects to the faucet, and this causes the tool to lose pressure and water to spray all over the washing area. Another risk the lab has identified is the gaskets used during sample prep. The gaskets are made of rubber and tend to discolor and break down over time. As they break down, cracks or creases appear in the gasket that could contain food from a previous grind. The gaskets are also somewhat expensive, ranging from $1 to $3 a piece, making it cost prohibitive to use a new gasket for each sample. The gaskets also vary by the supplier. Some are smooth, rough, some are more porous, the flexibility is different, and some are wider, wider or narrower than the standard. Here's a comparison of the old process and the current process the FARP lab uses to wash grinding equipment. Typically, dishes are sprayed with water or soaked in Dawn to remove the majority of surface soils because being scrubbed before, excuse me, um, to remove the majority of surface soils before being scrubbed clean in Zymet and then Micro 90. After the pre-wash step, the dishes are rinsed with tap water and after the final wash step, the dishes are rinsed with deionized water before going into the dishwasher. Right now, Dawn is only used to soak dishes before the pre-wash Zymet step. Zymet is a low foam, mildly caustic, double enzyme cleaner with a protease and an amylase enzyme. Although Zymet claims to work well on fats and oils, our experience is that these claims are somewhat lacking. Micro 90 is our final wash detergent with good all-around cleaning capabilities. KOH is the detergent used in the steel coat dishwash dishwashers and is strongly caustic. So my proposal for the experiment, um, our problem is that our current process still did not result in consistent BLQ results. Um, the objective is to develop a process that completely cleans all parts of the sample processing equipment in a repeatable and timely manner. My hypothesis is that removal of food soils before the enzymatic cleaner leads to a greater reduction of detectable allergenic proteins. So here's a quick review of the old and current FARP dishwashing protocols, and on the far right is my proposal. The only major change would be a switch to Micro 90 to the pre-wash station and moving Zymet to the final wash station. This should allow for more soil removal before being exposed to the double enzyme cleaner Zymet. My proposal to test my hypothesis is to grind non-fat dried milk in a blender jar for 30 seconds to simulate processing of a typical sample. The grinding equipment will then be washed according to the trial I am running and left to dry overnight. The next day, equipment will be assembled and extraction buffer will, bl will be blended for 30 seconds in the same jar. This extraction buffer will then be tested using the Neogen ELISA Total Milk Kit. The idea is to create a worst case scenario where a huge number of factors would have to coalesce to recreate this experiment with a, with a customer sample. The factors would be a high protein content, a sticky powder, all of the same pieces of grinding equipment, a liquid test sample, and testing for the same allergen that was used for the first grind. The negative control for ensuring that the equipment is not contaminated is, contaminated is to use new out-of-box blender jars, caps, blades, and gaskets, 
and use the same extraction buffer blending process as the experimental trials. This is a chart of my proposed controls and experimental trials. My thought is that by switching Micro 90 to pre-wash and Zymet to final wash, and by doing a sequential buildup of cleaning steps, I can identify which steps decrease the allergen presence the most. It's possible that some steps may not decrease the allergen load and further experiments could be done to see if they can be eliminated. My proposal for this validation study does have several limitations. First of all, non-fat dry milk powder is by its very name, contains no fat or oil. It will be used because it is cheap, easily accessible, uniform, and easy to handle. There are many other difficult food matrices which could be used to expand the scope of this experiment. Peanut butter with its high viscosity and high fat content would be an excellent choice. Also, only the Oster brand equipment was used and only the glass eight ounce jars. The Farclay lab uses five additional types of jars for its Oster blenders, as well as two different types of food processors, two sizes of magic bullet jars, and canisters and caps for our freezer, <clears throat> excuse me, for our freezing mill, all with different types of plastic and metal. Zymet and Micro 90 also cause crazing and cracking of our freezer mill canisters, which are made of polycarbonate, so the current lab protocol for them is different than the other test equipment. Another layer that could be added to this research is foregoing gaskets while grinding samples. While, ga while gaskets are sometimes necessary to prevent liquids from leaking out of jars while grinding, they are not strictly necessary for all sample types. Thank you for watching. If you have any questions, please email me at the email at the bottom of the screen. Um, for my acknowledgments, I'd like to acknowledge the FARP testing lab, my advisor, Dr. Joe Bahamer, Lynn, Deb, and Sean, the managers of the FARP lab, and all my co-workers co in the FARP lab. Thank you so much.